today is our first podcast, and I'm here with my great co-hosts, Vic and T. And this is the first podcast. We're going to see where this goes, and if it goes nowhere, we'll be back anyway. Our podcast is named, drumroll, Lotion is for Everybody. (laughs) And basically... (laughs) That means that this podcast is for everybody. We're here to give you some discussion. We're here to give you our opinion. We're here to talk about everything in between and let you guys know what we think. And it's for everybody. No one is excluded. So today we want to talk about a few important topics or a few uh, important trending topics. Uh, First, starting with Kobe Bryant. As many of you know, Kobe passed away uh, this past Sunday in a very tragic death. Uh, along with his daughter and seven other people, and everyone's talking about this. Have you uh, found out any new information, T? To be honest, I haven't even been following the details <clears throat> too much. It's it's too much. It was too emotional. Brought up too many feelings and emotions. And so, the basics is really all I needed. After that, I was no good. Vic? Uh, yeah, so, I guess um, I've been at work nonstop looking up as much information as I can about Kobe. Um, not his career, I already know what he does, you know, the type of person he is, family man, etc. Um, but I'm just so interested in what in the hell happened out there. Right, right. Like for me, it's like, it, it, there's like no closure. And it doesn't sound like we're gonna get any because uh, everything points to there being no black box, and, um, you know, uh, maybe it was weather, maybe it wasn't. There's just yeah, so many unanswered lot. questions. Right. It's so many questions to be answered. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like, whatever reports these guys come out with, with you're looking at a, a year from now, right? Some official reports that come out. So, you know, it, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow all, all around. Well, see, that's my thing because I'm like, do we really need to know all of that? Good question. You know, it's like we lost a great being and everyone's affected and but everyone's hurt. do you want hurt. to know? Do no, we need I, to, do me, you want I to don't. Know? I don't. It's a very interesting, interesting subject, right? Because he is so popular. He is so uh, uh, famous or infamous, which we'll get into. And it's, you don't expect things that like that to happen to a person like that. And that was right. my whole... Uh, first emotion about it like when when someone told me it's like nah like some certain people and i guess this is either wrong or right certain people if you hear they died or something bad happened you're like okay you can you can kind of associate <clears throat> something bad with certain people with yeah. kobe oh, Bryant, shit. i never thought i know right i still sound so bad <laughs> <laughs> oh let me say you can't associate but you if you heard it you wouldn't be surprised right. yeah right yeah. but kobe it was different because you didn't expect him to die so soon or die like that so soon. Um, right. But even with his, his death, there was a legacy left. And, again, going back to the famous or infamous, there were a lot of people even this week that were uh, talking about his rape case in 2003 and trying to bring that up. And there yeah, was one guy yeah. that I saw a clip that said that he almost deserved what he got. Mm. Right, what, right. So what do you feel about death and in people's actions before they die. Um, so for me, I've I've seen some of the, some of these people come out the woodworks, and I think it's I think it's interesting how you know something as terrible as as what occurred to Kobe um, happened, and people aren't 
remorseful. Well, not everybody is. Everybody should be. But we should, in some way, shape, or form, because of his legacy, because of what he's done, we should be mourning a little bit, right? Um, right. Um, I think that every father can, can see themselves in him. And so it was a little disappointing to see people totally disregard his impact and just go right to he's a black man who was accused of rape right. at one point. I knew that was coming. Right? <laughs> so, so that was, yeah, very disappointing in that. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's hard because what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Right? You it, don't it's, do anything with it. <clears throat> um, I feel like. So when someone dies, everything they've, they've done goes away? Um, for the most part, I mean, okay. unless you are just evil demon, you know, okay. and that's the way you live, lived your life murder kill right. whatever right um then yeah that's going to be your okay. legacy and that's how you go down right but i mean we're all human you exactly. figure when We've that all happened made he was yes. young he was immature we really don't know what happened or went, what went down to judge True. and after that he has had an amazing legacy right. and brought back his self respect yes. so i wouldn't dwell on that part which also is something I've been thinking about that the way people idolize people and put them on a pedestal where that it's they can't make mistakes or if they die, because, you know, that is part of life. We are all born and we all die. But if they die, it's such um, not as because it's tragedy is awful, but it's just like people don't look at a person as just a human being like it's bound to happen and so it's not like it's unbelievable that it couldn't happen to him you know what i mean so when for me the impact was more of not that it was kobe bryant that died and you couldn't believe it and like oh my god i wouldn't think that it would happen because any day it could happen to any given person so the sadness of that is just the impact of his family not having him anymore. Exactly. A, yeah. Another yep. man yep. that's gone, and the way it happened, like right. that's awful. My my thing is like timing matters, right? So like mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna give you an example, um, because I I think that there's a little bit of etiquette mm -hmm. that should be involved here. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, you are in a relationship with somebody for like ten years, maybe you're married, uh, it's over, over and done with, and then there's that like that window that that respect window where like you kind of like you you're not going to immediately get out there put yourself out there right if you, if you respect your partner or your mm -hmm. former partner whatever the case um and and for me it, it, it's kind of that type of etiquette that just he, he wasn't getting right uh initially um he died five minutes ago let's not kick him and his family while so they're down soon. so soon right yeah so, but that's the world we live in. People have no compassion for stuff like that. And and to be quite frank, people, some people are looking for a headline or looking for a hot take. So it makes them famous by saying or kicking him in the nuts, mm -hmm. saying that he did this and did that. When actually, like T said, it doesn't. At this point, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I think <clears throat> as humans, we do good, we do bad, and at some point, we gotta we gotta weigh what's what's heavier. And I, I definitely think he did way more good than bad. Yes. Um, but I don't want to. Um, minimize whatever was done, right? We can't do that, right? Because that'll put somebody else in a bad situation. But I, I think since that happened, like you said, he was maybe immature. He's come a long way and done so much more 
great things than he did since mm-hmm. since that happened. So I definitely think you know his legacy should be upheld, and we should treat him as such. I mean, it's all this stuff that's going on. I mean, ever since it's happened, it's been kind of weird though. You know, it's like we we get so attached to these celebrities that pass away that's that we what don't I'm know. Like we're so attached <clears throat> to right, it being so a celebrity. We're so attached. Like even if we take um <laughs> like some of the celebrities that passed away recently, Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. uh, John Witherspoon, mm-hmm. um. Elijah Cummings, uh, a good friend of mine who Vic may know uh, or may have heard of, uh, Charles Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these guys that we we follow, we watch, we we buy their jerseys or we listen to them on TV or the radio, and we have such an attachment to these people, we have no idea who they are. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. the death has affected more people than expected in a sense. And the crazy thing is, when Kobe was alive, I didn't know he had so many people that loved him, because everyone used to talk so bad about him. Right, it was he like, had so many haters. Yeah, it was like you know, <laughs> Kobe's this, Kobe's that. But then he he passes away, unfortunately, and it's like, wow, this is. I mean, we thought Nipsey Hussle's death was was like mourned incredibly. This is this is crazy. But where they say they might do the the funeral at the um, not the Staples Center, but the, the but they're form. saying it's gonna yes the that form. it's gonna be. Oh, wow. the, the forum or the coliseum or something okay, like that yeah, yeah. it's the because they're saying it's going to be oh yeah it's going to be it's going to be massive center. like it's, it's going to be massive so. i mean what would be dope if they did it like just mm-hmm. middle of downtown la and just let everybody <clears> come <throat> that'd be that'd be crazy that'd be really really crazy yeah it's just awesome what do you Sorry. what do you guys think about like the league's reaction to it right mm-hmm. so um i expected on the day it happened and the days following for there to be no basketball, no basketball games, games. Period. So I was playing college ball uh, when 9-11 happened. You can't compare the two. Right. I'm not comparing the two. Um, but certainly they they killed practices. They killed games for like, I think, right. the following two weeks. Not professionally, but at least at the collegiate level. And I think maybe they, they might have postponed some football games. But um, for this to happen to... Arguably the best player ever, one of the best scorers, mm-hmm. if not the best scorer ever. Vic, you're um, talking in terms. T has no idea what you're saying. I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm not totally but, basketball uh, but illiterate. The, but, okay? but really, the, the question is, did the NBA you. handle it properly? Because I, yeah. I, I, I love. I, I think it's great that you've got all these like memorials and 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 people on the court and and real tears and what have you. But at the end of the day, why are we playing a basketball game right now? Because it's a business. Um, and they don't, yeah. And it goes back to, um, he passed and it's awful, but unfortunately life still happens. And I don't know much about the protocol of how the NBA would have handled something like that Mm -hmm. or how they would mourn a player, but I highly don't see them even discussing right. stopping a game. I agree. I agree with you. It is business. <laughs> and I believe that when the news came out that it was it was too late to at least cancel the first game. Mm-hmm. Should they have canceled all the games? Maybe at least in L.A., right? They did cancel Which the they, L.A. Like, like I, yesterday. I, they canceled it yesterday. They canceled it yesterday. Yeah. That's hard to say. And they are doing, like, memorials at each game. And right, right. They're doing, they're doing a, a fabulous tribute yeah. to him, as they should. As a player, Vic, you play collegiate sports. As a player, do you want to play on that day, though? Well, it's obvious you know, a lot of them don't, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, emotionally you don't, up. right? Because I mean, he's so huge, you don't. You've got a lot of players, 
like I think Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Kyrie so, you know sat what? out. I'm yeah. out. Right? A lot of people right. were emotionally right? just yeah. drawn. You know the whole like oh, the cliche Kyrie. like Kobe would have wanted Kyrie. me to. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not sure if I I love the way it was handled. Or I, I just would. I don't want I don't want I don't think we should play a game at all when he died tragically. Like but what Shaq said and, is, and oh by Kobe the way, his daughter wanted. also died. Yes, Kobe. Shaq said Kobe would have wanted everyone to play. Right. So how do you deal with that? Right, it's it's tough. Like I mean, say. obviously. Because then, what would you just choose a day, or like, how would you I, handle yeah, that's that? Tough. It's tough. You I, can't I stop think, games indefinitely. I, you know, I think at this point, you you have to show respect for his family as well. Yes. And if you're his wife, you're Kobe's wife. Three daughters now, not four. Yes. Right. Like, uh, take a day off. Yeah. Take a day off. Uh, and and in that light, you're right. And even this whole TMZ stuff now that's going on. They're saying oh, that's awful. That well, that's what I, th- I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was right. fake news. But what the petition, the petition that I saw earlier for TMZ or to cancel TMZ because first. they released the information like before without the family knew. or before the family Before knew. any of the families. No way. Yeah, before any it. of the families knew, but they did it first. That's why when it first came so out, it was like, So the public found right. out before, before the family the, found out. Before the wife and family. Holy. But, and that's... And that's a little, you walk in the pond line because it's still journalism, right? Because obviously, gotta be it has to be a fine line. It has to be a, a boundary. Any self-respecting this, person this is, this is, like is a, at least going to journalism, verify. right? The whole thing in journalism, especially with an outlet like TMZ, is we have to be first. We have to be first. We got to get the tape. We got to get the video. We got to be first for everything. Terrible. Do you allow someone else to do that? If yes. You, I mean, because someone's going to do it. If it's not you, someone else is going to. But do there it. comes a point when you have to be like, okay, I, I totally what agree. What would I want to do? But the industry, I don't think <laughs> the industry has boundaries. Yeah. I mean, tell me one thing that TMZ was like. You know what? We know this, we or <laughs> that we're we're not going to put out, right? Everything, nothing's out of bounds with journalism. So, yeah. wow, that's that's, that's hard awful. to say. Yeah. But it is like well with respectable journalism like if you're watching the news and something happens they don't release the names until it's a given fact or until the families have right. been notified like they won't give those type of details right so in that case TMZ could have did that too I agree with that yep and now we're talking about like ethics yeah exactly yeah terrible which is which is tough to to, to say I, I don't know about that hmm. yes yeah, that's, that's tough but Vic, you spoke you spoke about parenting before, and we're all parents. Vic, you have a million kids. T, you have <laughs> one. I have two. I have some, uh, my apologies. <laughs> T, you, so, you look so young. T, you have two. I have two. Vic, you have three now. Um, parenting is something that we we like to discuss and we like to kind of, you know, share with each other. T, give us a story of your your worst parenting moment. My worst. Your worst. Something where you were scared, nervous, something. Ooh, putting yeah. you on the spot. What, where I was a bad parent? Yes, that where happen. you failed <laughs> as a parent. <laughs> when did you fail? Uh-huh. I'll give you another one, T, because you're a great parent. I'll give you another one. Right, that's hard. I'm trying to think. Oh, no, it was hard. No, nobody gets hurt on my watch. I'll give you another no. one. When did you know? that you were a good parent mm. or how what were your feelings about being a parent right I, mean, I still question it sometimes it's hard parenting is very um, hard 
But being that I have, so I have Lamar, he's 20. He'll be 21 in two weeks. Wow. Blessings five, right? Big difference. <laughs> so. Um, 21 and five. 21 and five. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an, I've got 18 and about to be one year. Right, what are y'all doing? Right? What's happening? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Well, I learned my lesson when after I had the first one, I was like, well, we're not doing this again until it's a solid foundation because okay. this ain't easy and it's not a game. Right, right. Um, and so I was a young parent. Okay. And even even better. Yeah. So as well as a young parent, how do you know you're ready to parent? You're not. Because you, you were know. how old when you had your first child? I was child? 20. You were 20. Vic, you were? Uh, 21. I was 25. Mm. Right, so I was the oldest out of the bunch, and I'm sure still I was a baby. Ready. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You're right. I am still a baby. No, no, you're not now. You were. <laughs> you were 25. Um, but I was the youngest, and I and I wasn't ready until I was ready. Right. So you guys being a little bit, you were younger and younger, mm-hmm. and I was older. You guys being a little bit younger, um, how did you know you were ready? At what point are you like, this is it? Well, you don't really get a choice because that baby pops out. Wait, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Get you ready. Do have a, if we look at, right, we cannot use social media as a baseline for parenting or any well, kind of. Well, that's a whole other thing because when I had him, morals. there was no social right. media. It wasn't. But if we look at, like, we look at, like, even in the news now, you see um, Rob Kardashian and what's, what's China. China, Black China. And he's suing, not suing her, but he's trying to get full custody because he's saying she's an unfit parent and whatever have you. Right. Um, <clears throat> At what point, you know, does do you like, you know what? I'm ready to parent. Right. Or um, am I mature enough? Am I financially stable? Am I ready to literally change my life? Well, that's the difference between planning to have a family and oops, you know what I mean? Because when it's, is, yep, when it's that, right. you don't, I mean, you have a choice. You can either discard yes, the pregnancy yes. or not. But once you plan on going through it, through with it and having that baby once that baby comes you don't get to be like uh, am I ready or not you yeah, know what I yep. mean one foot in one foot out yeah, yeah. so from Go that moment on per, yeah. me personally I tried to I was still young so I tried to just um, good thing I had a good foundation right support and system I just um, fed him everything that I knew and just I had to mature I didn't have a choice right um and from that point on, yeah, everything did change. I had to maintain a job. I had to prioritize bills and all of that. <laughs> you don't, you don't so, get to so choose. So you were this 20 when you had your first. Vic, you were 21. At what age do you feel like you were like, I got this? Because it wasn't 20 or 21. No, it was not. So what age were you like, okay, I understand it now? Um, but I kind of feel, I, and you know what? I think it's different between men and women. Because Uh-oh. women are nurturers, women are the mothers, and it's that's just that kicks in when you have your your child, when you have your baby, those instincts automatically kick in. That okay. mama bear kicks in, and you're gonna do whatever you need to do to survive most of the time. Okay, I'm not uh, saying please, every please, woman. Please put an on that. Right, I'm yeah. not gonna say every woman yeah. is a perfect mother right away. Right, but it's. You know, mama's baby, papa's maybe. I, so the whoa. mothers don't whoa. get to. Never heard that. Before. You never heard that. No. That was a first. Um, whoa! Am I showing my age here? Because you never. Whoa. All right, we'll discuss that saying a whole other time. <laughs> but basically, that means 
the mother doesn't get a choice. You know right. what I mean? It's on you how this baby eats, sleeps, is nurtured, cleaned, everything. What I feel like I see now is a lot of fathers stepping up and actually and love being that. better parents yes. or being more involved in the child's life. Yes. Uh, you know, over the last, I would say, eight to ten years. Yes. But I do agree that in times before, it's on the mom. guys was like, you pregnant? I'm out. Right. Or right. you pregnant? Okay. What I'll come doing? on the weekends. Yeah, or, exactly. Okay, or, I'm or checking they're just in. Okay, they're just okay with the mother taking the load. Right. And right? it's just like, okay, I'll, I'll see you on Saturday. Or Cole, hey, how's I, my I kid? I'll tell you, though. Like, I mean, you, I'm a product of, like, a single uh, family household, right? I grew up just with my mother. And and so I know what happens, right? I know like there are plenty of uh, single parent households, but when I look around my circle and and a little beyond that, like I all I see are just fathers, mm-hmm. like taking it, you know, I call it the next level, but basically equal in terms of raising their children, right? I love that. And that goes for like the brothers I have, family members, friends. I don't. I I play ball. I've got like. 90 male friends that played football with me um, all of us are becoming fathers at the same time mm-hmm. and and you, and you keep in contact with these guys and and you know high character guys and everybody's just like it's it, not that it doesn't exist anymore but but like uh, for me that's that's been the exception I don't see that often anymore right, right? Uh, right. But that's just my circle and that's that's where I'm from you know um, yeah, fathers are like I, I raise my children. I'm probably as as involved, if not more involved, than my wife at this point, right? And I rub it in her face too, right? So I, I mean, the kids they love me more. They all love me more. They don't love you. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. I know we've come a long way. Um, I haven't seen that at all. Mm. Ooh, child, the stories I can tell you. Yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> so, so here's my here's oh, my question. Here's right. my main question. Yes, get All back right? to your question. And this is something I I like to discuss with people, and, and get their opinion. Are we doing ultimately a disservice to our children with how mm-hmm. we raise them? Right. And and let me and let me, you know, elaborate. I was raised middle class family, um, in suburbia, right outside Detroit. My parents, both of my parents came from the inner city, grew up in the inner city, worked in the inner city, um, and they wanted a better life for me and my sibling. So they raised me in suburban Detroit. I now raise my son in suburban New York, but I can see myself doing for my son or potentially overdoing for my son because I want him to live a nice life. With that, there are certain things that he's not accustomed to or is overlooked in the just growing up, right? Because even with me growing up in suburbia Detroit or suburbia Michigan, I was constantly in the inner city with my grandparents dealing with, you know, that element, growing up in that life, whereas my son doesn't have the same luxury. So something is missed, right? So what, we, we what, focus so much. what did he lose? What is he losing? <sighs> well, let's look at everyone says, you know, you got academics or you got your school life or your school knowledge and then you got your street knowledge you need both and you certainly need both you need both you certainly need both i feel like i have a good grasp of both right 
when something happens, I know what, I know how to react. <clears throat> yeah. People start fighting, guns start shooting. I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't know if my son knows how to, <laughs> what to do. He might be like, I have no idea. Right? <laughs> Walk to it. <laughs> exactly. What's, what's over there? Yeah. Like I I just don't know. It's right? like common but, sense right there. The street right. smart. Right. Yeah. But even the common sense part, you know, I think this generation of kids are missing. It's, it's, yes. It's it's crazy how they just don't have the common sense or the survival skills survival skills that we had right when we grew up at least when i grew up it was you know come home get on my bike i'm riding out to the, the street lights come home and then i come home and no one cares right is this is what we do you know nowadays it's like they can't do anything without their hand being held you know yes. so it's, it's very difficult for me to manage both um without because we want to give, we want to give our children a better life, right? We want to give our children a, a better life than we had. But to some extent, it's hindering them, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. And we have all these children that's going they to school. They get a generation and doing of suckers. No. <laughs> a generation of suckers, yeah. That, that's exactly what, what Which it's going to be. Which I'm against. Um, and I try my best to force um, my son to do things, but I don't know if it's the technology, the phones, like, I don't really know what yeah. it is, but they're super, um, I mean, they're punks. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. They're punks. To survive on their own. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, you know, if when we was growing up, if we got lost, we'd figure it out. Exactly. We'll get home. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. If these kids get lost, they lost. It's like, they're lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They have, one thing, my my son misbehaved at one point in time. We took his phone away. So Thank then, you. you know, or I took his phone away, I should say. Um, and that two, three-day stretch, that was like we communicated the most that we ever communicated ever. It was like Phones are a problem. The, it was like we had conversation. Yeah. He started conversation. <clears throat> he finished conversation. It was an eye-opening experience. And then after that, it was right back to the nose in the phone and struggling to communicate and it's just what about what about so yes because uh, my son I have an 18 year old he's a space cadet right <laughs> okay. he really is and it, it's concerning uh, yes but but what about um, so they're losing that right but they're gaining hopefully they're gaining more so I think my issue is when they're doing less with more right so, um, again, like, you know, my son, it's actually an interesting story. Like, when I realized this kid was probably a little too entitled, and we don't make a whole lot of money, but he certainly did a lot better than I, he, he's much better positioned than I ever was at his age. Um, you know, he was playing ball for his high school and, and, you know, practice, practice, practice. And, and at some point, everything became... You know, he, he's at some fancy indoor gym or facility and he's, he's practicing. And one day, God forbid, I can't drive him to, uh, to the gym and it's 75 degrees and sunny out. So I say, why don't you just go to the park? And he looked at me like I was insane. The park? <laughs> How am I supposed to hit a jump shot what? on those rims? <laughs> the wind, this, that, the, right? I mean, this is, this is something that, like, I remember as a kid shoveling snow at the park on Cedric mm -hmm. Ave in the Bronx mm -hmm. so that we could play ball, mm -hmm. right? And, and so, you know, I, I think that's part of 
part of the issue there is like the, the sense of entitlement that they kind of it's end up, uh, you know, coming up with. Um, yes, you can give them more, but if they do more with that, that's great, and I think you win. But if they're doing exponentially less, then what 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 the hell are we doing here, right? That's not right. What, that's not what's supposed to happen, right? If you have you have better access to education, sports, right? Um, to the world, network, your phone, yes, right, everything. You're not supposed to do less than right us because right? they don't have to work as hard to get it. Yeah, right. Like simple things of just looking up information, mm-hmm. or like we would have to go to encyclopedia. We don't have to go to the library. Like they can just Google, and it's two seconds, and then that's it. They don't want to put in any work. It causes it. It requires no brain activity, <laughs> like no thought, so no problem do? solving. So what do we do? Because as, as bad as we, as much as we know technology could be hurting this generation, it's also helping, right? So right. what do we do? I think communication. On, on what level? Keep them close. Um, about any and everything you got to constantly stay in, your, in their ear you got to keep talking to them. you got to keep feeding them that knowledge of what you know and how you did it and how it used to be or so that they they get both sides and you got to take them on the train and be like all right this is how you get downtown this yeah. is how you get to grand central like this is what you do this is just because because if they're not exposed to it at all then they won't know mm-hmm. You gotta take them out this that little bubble of yes. theirs. Communication you force is like them to get out the bubble. The hardest thing for these kids to do. Oh yes. I've never it's seen like to my son, thirteen years old. He can be on the phone with his friend, talking, texting, whatever they're doing, and say, Hey dad, let's go pick up my friend so we can go do something. Not a problem. We can go get this friend, get in the car, and then they won't speak. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, not yeah. not a hi, yeah. not a what's up, man. Nothing. Yeah. They will literally not speak like they don't know each other. Yeah, yeah. Right. even yeah. when they see each other out, it's like a head nod. Yeah. It's not like I was just talking to you for forty-five minutes on text. Yeah. Like yo, <clears throat> like we, our generation, we talk, we laugh, we giggle. Mm-hmm. We could be in the grocery store, we could have a thirty-minute conversation. Right, right. They can literally walk past each other. Not say anything and then text ten minutes later like it yeah. didn't happen. And you know what? Unfortunately, I see it in adults now too. It's the fault. The phone is the devil. Like it's just yeah, but even right. I can, I can call. I can call Vic skills. or I can talk to you. And if I see you ten minutes later, we're definitely talking right, about still, something else. Like oh, and these, these like, kids act like they don't know each other in ten yeah. minutes. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and then I mean we're losing like the ability to socialize. Yes. Right? Socialize. Yes. So like remember like back in the day when I mean you would go to like a club or like a bar in that, and like, cell phones didn't exist, right? And talk and, and have you would fun. Actually, like talk you you'd have to like a, like approach somebody mm-hmm. and start talking to them, right? Yep. What do what what do we do now, right? I could just I could hit. I could like airdrop you my contacts, right? I could airdrop, right? I'm in the DM, right? And, and at that point, I could be anybody I want, right? They don't ask for numbers. They ask for social media. What's your IG? Yeah, I heard that. Is that's, that that's how it wild. Works? Yeah, what's like, your snap? What? What's your snap? <laughs> yeah, what's your snap? Oh, yeah, yeah. So what imagine that? that. Imagine that, right? Like, so we we actually had to develop that skill, right? Yeah. And socialize. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you know I mean numbers, phone lost. numbers. I remembered in my head. Yeah, yeah. I have at least 20, 25 yeah. numbers in my head that I can remember at any given time. Yeah. I can't remember anyone's number now no. without a cell phone. No, right. So can you, can you get around without your GPS? No, no. I, I said that the no. other day. Nope. When I first started driving, no GPS, no nothing. I was all around New York, every borough. Tell me the address, I'll get there. I would get there. Now it's like, wait a minute, right, send, me, send me the address yep, yep. and I can put it in. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm upset because like the GPS told me to make it right too late. You know, right. Like what is I, this? I blew past the turn. But you know what? To that point. Because I do know my way around and I know routes and I know how to, when the GPS gives, it's like, okay, wait a minute. My common sense is kicking back in. I know how to do this. I know how to get there. Like, I know how to go around. We, we are so, we so need technology. It's, it's crazy. It's like, sad. We can't live without technology. It's sad. Even when I walk into this, this place that we're doing our podcast now, I was like, hey, what's the TV? Can I get the TV on? Sad. <laughs> like, it's just, we need technology. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so the next question is communication. If we talk about communication, did you have, since you guys have older children, did you have the sex talk with your children? Oh, all the time. And what was that like? The first sex talk. Was it the old birds and the bees? What was it? Um, being that I have a son, I don't really remember how that went. Um, it was just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, like I didn't have the full how it works, um, because I know other males in my family did. Oh, okay. But okay. I kind of just had the follow up, like, well, if this is what you're doing, I was like, you don't want to die, put your condom on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like keep <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I was I trying to like, scare the life out of her. You don't want to be itching and scratching. And now that it's older and we communicate more as not friends, but it's easier to talk to him because he's so older your son and more mature. Has conversation with you about his sex life? No. Oh, okay. I don't want to know that. But okay, okay. basically, some parents do. Yes. No. We. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. You know, like, <laughs> that's okay. But I will be like, make sure you wrap it up. There's okay. things going on out here. Or make sure you take care of yours. Like, I'll throw that in there all the time. Okay. So, but. <laughs> so, to Mr. Vic, tell me yep. so I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, we had, like, a slightly different approach. My wife is a nurse. Okay. And so, I was the one that discussed it with him. Um, but she kind of coached me through it. Uh, what we did was we took a nursing book that she had. And it had a chapter on STDs. And very graphic yeah. pictures, real pictures of those like. STDs. Yes, yes. And we just page by page, we went through it and said, "You're gonna do it, and here's what can happen <laughs> if, you, if you're not responsible, right?" And um, scared the hell out of him. Yeah, basically. and that, that was my tactic, right? right? So <laughs> scared. But like, I mean, pages of it, like some wild stuff. <laughs> So, okay. so as a parent with a teenager, now a teenager, should I go the scare route? Mm. Should I go the that's a good information question. route? Yeah. Should I go the I'm the cool dad route? No, both. This is what sex is. Question. You gotta because he's gonna be giggling they, and like I don't want to know. Do they know what sex is? No, they think they know. They don't know. Okay. You have to be graphic. This is what sex is. 
and you don't need to do it anytime soon because then you go to scare route. So once you explain fully exactly what it is, mm -hmm. and then you end up, you wrap up the conversation <laughs> with the scare route. So if you decide to do this, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Okay. If you don't take these precautions, that's what I would do. <laughs> so you have not had that conversation. I haven't had the conversation yet. What, but I, I, but has he been asking? You. Yeah, he has. No, he hasn't been asking. And again, these no, are, they're not well, going to ask. Then he may not be ready. I feel like kids are doing they may. or exposed to sex and drugs. Yes. Earlier than we were. Very much so. Obviously, obviously, it's a environment kind of thing, right? Obviously, it's a who you're around you grew up with and actually I think it's more of a um, freedom kind of thing or I think kids who have more freedom maybe at home are more susceptible to going and experimenting with certain things I'll mm -hmm. tell you this Dion was like um this search is on the computer for porn <laughs> and we that's when I was like you better talk to him okay. and so that's yeah. How yeah. okay so we you need to searches. talk to him okay. so that's how you you know when they start getting inquisitive and yeah, but like, like everything's sped up nowadays, yes. right? So music. like uh, social media, music, all mm -hmm. of them. Um, like you have access to his social media. Is he following IG models? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. because he probably knows what sex is. You know, like you. I think you need to do like your homework a little bit. Right. He may not feel comfortable asking you about it. Uh, right. That's normal. Um, you got to dig a little yeah. bit, right? See where he is. That's if he's insane. interested, he's listen, if he's showing interest area. in girls, I, I think it's time to have that conversation. Absolutely. Or or whatever, you know, whatever. If, if they are showing interest in someone else, it's time to have that conversation. Did, did you guys get the conversation? Did your parents have the conversation with you? I don't think so. Mm -mm. You know what? And I discussed and this. Nope. I did not. Nope. I can't remember my parents having the conversation with I you. I did not. Nope. So why are we so adamant about it? Because it's so hypersexual now. Yeah. We're trying to do like better, you have right? To. Trying right. to do better. You have to. Yeah. No, it's true. It I, just, I can't imagine growing up like being a thirteen-year-old kid no. today, with everything these kids have at their fingertips. But you it's, know what? It's 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 overwhelming. Like it really is. It is. But I'm gonna say this: we were doing everything that is out now or that's online or you know we Speak were exposed for yourself. listen you <laughs> act innocent if you want to we were exposed to it we was doing it we was talking it not doing it actually doing it but oh, you know what i mean now she, now she retracts <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying. So you but loose. we were absolutely not. <laughs> but <laughs> I've lived. But that's another conversation. But we were exposed to it. It just wasn't as known or obvious because there was no social media. Right. Or, it was. But you know, you were having your little conversations with your friends. Right. You were at school getting into stuff you weren't supposed to. But it, but it's so it, easy to get caught up with it because even I'll I'll be flipping through IG and I see something like oh like <laughs> like oh for real like you know what I mean like it's it's so it's easy to or just what about like you know when you wanted to talk to somebody and it was eight p.m. and you were at home 
you had to use like the landline phone. phone and and, and and you had to ask and you had to get permission <laughs> and you had to call somebody else's house and ask your and, it's right so, i mean it, so it was that's what I, it, it was a lot more difficult yeah, yeah. right yes on that um this yes. is like on that first ring <laughs> right yeah exactly so <laughs> barely ring right i mean that first ring yeah, just technology. It just it's like fishing with dynamite now. Yes, it is. It, it definitely is. Um, and, and kids can become more, uh, you know, tricky and more sneaky with this, this technology they have. Absolutely, um, that's why the social I say. media, the cell phone. At what age? When did you get your first cell phone? Who me? You. Um, my senior year in college. So Which I was, was date like, yourself, date yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was like twenty. Nope. Year, please. Oh, year ninety nine. <clears throat> okay, ninety nine. Vic, it's not bad. <clears throat> I was like a junior in college. I was year, like year, year. Oh, I got mine when I graduated college, so ninety nine. You ain't graduate college. No I mean, sorry, high school. So <laughs> <laughs> you was spoiled already. Right. You school. had a ninety nine. Did you guys have a beeper? Yeah, I didn't have no, a beeper. And I wanted one bag. Bro, we were broke. That was like a no, no. People beeper, had beepers. Eight dollars a month. People I had beepers. One like bad. Nope. And guess what? I wasn't allowed to have it. I, didn't I wasn't have at a, first I at all either. I I snuck into something and I ended up getting one or two or a few. I couldn't have it. I don't know why you need multiple beepers, but that's fine. Right, because that and that's my parents was like, why do you need a beeper? Let them call the house. Yeah. Yeah. No. No yeah. yeah, no. You were like putting the code, the the, the, the code when, in. The, so when did you start dating? Huh? Oh, like officially? Officially, <laughs> no chaperones. Right, when my parents knew I had a date. No, we want to know the the lowdown. T. When was you sneaking out the house? Uh oh, ten. No, because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like ah. Uh... Damn. Damn, T. You gotta think about. It. You was 11 sneaking out. I was like, I was trying to think. My first boyfriend might have been like seventh grade, but that's not dating. But you that's know, like you what, think uh, you have a little 12, boyfriend. 13, yeah, 12, yeah, like 13. 12, 13. You go to the movies, kind yeah, of thing. The movies, the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not considered a date, right? Like a date. I'm thinking they I come mean, pick in, you uh, up. In, in our era, yeah. Is it that a date? date today? Maybe not. And I, I think that would be considered. But a and day. it would be like a group outing. So it's not really yeah, a but date. you know the group outings always turn into the, indi- the individual <laughs> outings. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're gonna go over here. Mm-hmm. Right, we get it. We get it to use loose. We get it. If you make it out, it was a date. How old were you, Vic, when you first started sneaking out the house? Um, I started probably. Like, I, like whatever eighth grade was, like I, I, I got right. it going, Jeez. which is interesting because, but that was just like you know just. I had my first girlfriend, stuff exactly. like that. Eighth grade. It's about that it age. was all kissing, yeah. whatever the case, right? Learning that. And then high school, I go to all boys school mm-hmm. and it was just all like academics and sports. Mm-hmm. And it was just zero. Zero through high school. So really picked it back up in college. Really? Yep. Mm. Late, you late were an animal in college. A- a- animal went from like, <laughs> like literally all no. boys, all boys in my school, to like women living next door. No, no, no. <laughs> you were a stalker. It, it got it got pretty ridiculous. It did. It did. Opposite ends yeah, of the that, spectrum that, there. That is certainly opposite two, ends of the two spectrum. Two different types of experience experiences there. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
So eighth grade was a good year, and then freshman year in college. Was good, a good thing year. with no Me Too movement back then. Vic <laughs> 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 would not have a job. Nope. No so way. what about you? Oh man, seventh grade, tons of girlfriends. Tons of girlfriends and in it, seventh grade. Yeah, but they were. But well, you know, were, like every few weeks, thing. right? This is not like, the dating thing, right? This what? is the. I don't like I got a him anymore. For a week. Right. I don't like him. Hurt him. <laughs> I don't like her. Oof. <laughs> So now I'm dating her That's friend. Okay. Yep, fine. Don't, don't play with me. And now I'm dating her friend. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know we did we now did that. Oh, her, I did now you're dating her sister. Yeah, I yeah, did that I for a you. long time. My first real relationship, maybe, and real I mean in length, maybe sophomore year in college. I mean I'm sorry, college? high school, high school. Right. Yeah, sophomore junior year. Yeah. I'm gonna say tenth grade. And yeah. again, it was still doing the same stuff: going to the mall, going to the movies, yeah. going bowling. Right. We basically like, like in high school, there was a girl, and we talked, and we agreed that we sat next to each other on the bus <laughs> right. on our way to I our Catholic that. high schools, and that was our thing. You know, like you said so, with me, Mama. How innocent. I, so I was guess that? I, I guess I wiped the rug. That's such a big right. thing. That's so innocent. We're gonna <laughs> right. sit next to each other, like, yeah, okay. Yep. That was it. Very interesting. Yeah, man. So, so switching gears a little bit. This is something that I, we we have to discuss because I feel like I don't even know if it's a stereotype. I don't know if it's a myth, but we. And by we, I mean minority, right? Because Vic, you are some of everything, probably. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> Vic is Puerto Rican. Whatever that means. <laughs> I am black. I just, I just got my ancestry report. Mm, I am, man. I think African. Yeah. But I feel yeah, like yeah, I else. So you're like surprised? What? Right. Like you surprised you're African, bro? <laughs> my dad told me that Irish in me. I got no Irish in me. No, Your dad's I mean, got like green eyes. Yeah, I know, right? That's probably the Irish right there. Slave master, mm-hmm. but we won't go there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, deep, that's another conversation but for another my, day. I got my ancestry done, and I am all African. I am one hundred percent black. Surprise, surprise. Ninety some percent black. <laughs> T, what are you? African. African, mm-hmm. right? So, why do us as minorities? Why do we have such a big issue supporting each other? Ooh, that's a really good question. Is we it talk, an issue? We talk a good game. Is it an issue? Is it an issue? Hmm. You don't think it's an issue? Um. T, what are you wearing right now? Target. Target. Target is on by. I don't know. A non-black um, the designer, person. but I don't know this specific. Target is on by a non-black person. There's but not I don't a have... black designer in Target. I think. That's a lie. There Who? are. Who? I mean, we could. I don't know, but. We we can table it. Right. Let's not say it's not. You're not wearing them. That's mm. another discussion for another day. But um, I feel like it's coming full circle, and more people are more aware of supporting our own and buying black. Oh, we, I think we're aware. We yeah. just don't do it. I don't think that's true. Okay. I think that if it's a quality product and it's um, worth being supported. That absolutely it should it would get the the support that's needed. I think that's a, that that's part of the awareness now. I think, this and com- which has always been, but unfortunately not 
as many people have been on it as they should. I but think it's for certain we do a terrible job of supporting each other. One, give me some I, examples. But I also think I'm, I'm gonna give you some great examples. I, need I some. also think that we're limited in what we offer, right? Yes. <clears throat> like for instance, if we want to, if we want to live black for a day or a week, right? Live black. What do you mean? Oh, like buy nothing but buy black. Black. Right. Products. Yes. Would how you many, be able how to? How many black? I'm using black as for minority. How many minorities on gas stations? Who did that? How um, many? They, uh, you watched that? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Killer Mike. Yes. Killer Mike. Okay. Great, great show. That Trigger. was a good episode. How many minorities on gas stations? How many minorities on grocery stores? Yeah. How many minorities on anything and everything you need to survive for a week? Right. So how do we support each other if that is limited? Right. That's well, first and foremost. Exactly. So right? that's So not... I think it's hard to do, right? But when we do have an opportunity to do it, do we do it? Right? I mean, let me ask you guys this. Is is it common to, you know, do that much research in terms of who the, the – in terms of, like, what the brand is – Who's creating it? What they're, where right. they're from, and all. Because, like for me, I may or may not support black. I just don't know it because right. I'm too busy just. just picking just, it. I'm like buying it. something because I like and it. I, right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah. I do think that for our culture, minorities, to move forward, we have to find a way to start supporting each other and sort of support each other. I actually masses. have a good story. So, like, basically. Um, and you know it's every, every it's it's different, but basically it has nothing to do with a product, right? But basically, uh, I I have like I don't know eight to ten years ago, I have a job on Wall Street. Um, there's a guy who um, is basically me, but 15, 20 years older, right? He runs a, an emerging market desk, right? Um, come to find out that this guy went to my high school, that same all-boy high school I told you guys about, was mm-hmm. from my neighborhood, okay? And, and not even kidding, had my first name, okay? Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't you. even make this up. He was like me, but bald and fat. Um, which, I'm fat, not bald. Um, and so, what I remember about him was um, I kind of did the whole networking thing. I really tried to get in with him and, and develop that bond. And certainly as, as soon as you realize what the commonalities are between you, mm-hmm. you start to talk about that stuff. So we talk about our high school. We talk about the Bronx, everything. It never got me anywhere. And when I took a step back and I looked at this guy, the head of an emerging market trading desk, he surrounded himself with nothing but white folks. And it really pissed me off because I was like, you need to pay it forward, okay? Right. This is what we don't do as well as them, Other right? Cultures. Okay, because that's their goal. They, they don't. Bring they take in. care of each other. Yes, and we don't do as good of a job. But yes. why? But why is that? And and that is the the meat and potatoes of what I'm getting at. Why why don't we do that? If if we, I think eat. some of us try, but not enough of us are on the same page. But why? How much of it is like, I want to be the one dude that made it? Right. Out for self. It, right? A, exactly. I think that's one tier of it. Out I have this self. theory. Right? And this theory could be all wrong. But I have this theory that... <laughs> probably. One, but once probably. Let me go out on a limb and say it's wrong. Once a minority gets to a certain level, 
right? Obviously, there's not many minorities at that level already. But once he gets to, he or she gets to a certain level, my theory is that they are met with a decision, right? And the decision is, do I pull up my peers, the people around me, my people, or do I move forward without my people, right? And I think there's a, a cliff, right? Because I feel like the powers that be still don't want the oversaturation, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have someone at that power level or at that height and he's willing to pull up his people or put his people in position, absolutely, would they be okay with that? If, huh. if Barack Obama did a Donald Trump and hire all his homies to be in a White House to do the cabinets to fill these roles, would they be okay with that? But it wouldn't matter because he could do it. And that's what I think um, those in position to do it have to have that mentality. Like, it doesn't matter who's okay with it. I'm going to do it. Because that's how you bring people up. It, it certainly has to be like that. But it has to be like that. But I feel like, and this is the clip I'm talking about, I feel like there's this thing that's like, and this is all theory, this thing like, listen, Per, the person, the man. Let's just call him the man. Dude, the man says that. Hey, infamous. You can pull your people up, do what you want to do, and I will ruin you. Or we can support you, but you're going to be by yourself. Yeah. You got to be willing. Yeah, yeah, right. There's not enough willing to take that right. risk. So are you like, listen, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up Vic. I got my boy Vic. Or... I can go by myself. Status quo. Yeah. I've seen both. Right? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like that's the theory. I feel like they get to a certain point where they get so powerful and so big and so famous mm -hmm. that it's like, listen, I'm in these rooms with people who don't look like me, and these people don't want anyone else who looks like me in this room. So what do I do? And I'm not saying that's the right thing. I think that we need, we need to find a way. And I think ownership is one way, but I think support is the bigger way. Right? I think we have to start supporting people. I was in Atlanta. A few, a few years ago, maybe two years ago, and unprovokingly, we spent the whole Saturday spending our money in black places. We went to a black restaurant for brunch. We went to a black bar for uh, dinner. We went to a black shop and brought clothes. Went to all these black places, and I felt so liberated. I felt like, this is amazing. Right. Like, how do I continue to do this? And even now, I find myself, if I see something that comes across a timeline, my life is... This is black home. I'm going to support it. I'm going to find a way to support it. Right. You know, my my accountant is black. My I, I was looking for a black dermatologist. Like, I'm going out of my way to do certain things Absolutely. to support black um, or to support minorities, which I think can help push our culture along. But we don't do it in masses. We don't. And I think it's a mentality. Because um, me personally, I was raised that way. So that's that's all I now, know. that way, what do you mean? Support black. You look for if you can, you get a black doctor. If you oh if really? you find one, you have a black accountant. Yeah. Um, if there's a black store that sells clothes that you like, you go there first. You go to mm. your neighborhood and buy. Like that's how I was raised. And, so and that's, what that's, other that's do. always been my mentality. That's exactly yeah. what other cultures do. And unfortunately, do. it's not enough. Well, I, no. I feel like now it's shifting a bit. But unfortunately, it's not enough people that have that mentality. But if we dig a little deeper, right? Let's let's be more specific. We, I think, we can agree that white, non-minority, non-black people do that, right? White people. 
They do that. Right. I would even say uh, the Spanish-speaking culture does exactly that as well. We, I, we do I think that you guys support, not you guys, I think that, you know, <laughs> Latin, Latinos, Latinas, I think you guys do a great job of supporting, supporting each other each in other? your community. Yeah. I think you guys, I don't, I think black specifically don't do a good job. Of no, I'm not going to limit it to just black people. I, that's just how I feel. I, I mean, I. That's what I said. I need examples. I need what, examples what community of when you, you heard you someone in. be like, nah, I'm not going to support my. No, no, I'm not saying we buy. say we, I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying we say we don't. I'm saying that we say we will and we don't. You know, so, example, big ball of bread, mm-hmm. right? Triple B. Everyone, everyone was so, so hype about this initiative that Lavar Ball pushed out. Oh, this is great, and I have my, I have my reservation, but oh, this is great, and we're gonna do that. No one bought that stuff. But was it good? <laughs> I mean, we, I'm, no I'm one gonna, bought it to find out. Thing. Here's my thing too. I need it to be good. Right? You don't. You don't want to settle. You don't want to settle. Right. Yeah. You know what? So I, I need it to be good. good. But no one bought it to find I'm, out. I'm also not just gonna buy you just because you're black. But like, uh, do like, you guys, you guys remember um, black, black Panther? Yes. Yes. I saw, like, I spoke to a bunch of people that in masses decided they were gonna support it because because of like that. yeah, and just I I know people who paid. <laughs> For a ticket and didn't even go watch it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So maybe you know maybe it's catching on. I, I don't know. I think Just it's maybe, it's a combination. Maybe it's certain pockets. Yeah. Of society. When it's when it's obvious, yes. right? right? When it's obvious, like Black Panther, the first black superhero movie yes. ever, right? Directed um, by black. Person. Yeah. It or like must uh, be supported. Or like right? uh, Miles Morales, right? Uh, the, yes. The, love the, that. The half black, half you Puerto Rican Spider Man. Literally. Um, well, let's let's go to something more recent. Beyonce. Do you have anything to say about Beyonce? Beyonce came out with her clothing line. I'm all for it. Which sold out in God knows how because I saw, saw the email. I Three. went to be nosy to see what was out there. It was all sold out. T, what did you do? Spent, I went. spent your whole check. <laughs> Well, fortunately, I'm in the position to yeah. be able to afford but, and support but my girl. You supported Beyonce, who doesn't even own Adidas. But um, she also doesn't need your support. She does not. She does not. Oh, we're not talking about need. I, I think I, I think it's fine that you support Beyonce. Hell no, I, I support you, Kanye to a certain degree. Yeah. So right, I, I, I think I'm gonna help fine. her win. Like I think it's fine, but. If we want to be specific, and she doesn't Kanye have to, and she doesn't. Yeezy, Beyonce no, doesn't Yeezy own, is part of Beyonce Adidas. Beyonce doesn't own Ivy Park. Right, yes. Beyonce owns yes. Ivy Park okay. just like Kanye owns a Yeezy, and they're both under Adidas, which they both well, want. Well, Yeezy's not Adidas. Yeezy is Yeezy. I'm confused. <laughs> Yeezy have, is Adidas. This, this podcast is not about facts. <laughs> Ye- <laughs> right, because you're not stating facts. We're all about opinions. Yeezy is Adidas. That's a fact. Yeezy's Yeezy Adidas like Jordan helped. is Nike. Jordan is Jumpman. It's, it's separate you're but wrong. the same. You're wrong. Okay. Yeezy has helped Adidas stop tremendously. Yes. I'm wearing NMDs as we speak. <laughs> exactly. Under Adidas No big brand. deal. Yeezy helped bring Adidas back. That's a fact. So so do we pick and choose who we support or how no. we support? Um, well, I think that if it's a quality, that's what I'm saying. Like, go back to Big Baller brand. 
was it good? Was it really worth? Like, if it's something quality and something that the people want. Mm-hmm. Well, I personally didn't support because be I did not believe supporting. in what they were doing. I, I I thought he had a good he had a good vision, but I thought it was executed wrong. Right. So I wasn't going to buy and that, $400 well, that's shoes. The thing. Um, $400 exactly. $400 sneakers. Why? Um, I support black, but it got to make sense. Yeah, it has to make sense. And Agreed. just because you black don't think that your people are just going to give you all your money just for a halfway product. Right. Like, it still needs Which to make it sense. Turned out it still to be needs not, to be not good. A great product. So, bringing it back to Beyonce, I support her all day, every day. It, but, <laughs> well, maybe that was a bad example because no matter what Beyonce does, you're going to support her. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. next question. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, um, I mean, supporting black is something I've definitely strived, have strived to do over the last six months, yeah. 10 months. You know, I, I think it's something that we need to do because, like, like we said, I, that's what other cultures do. They support each other. They spend money in their community with each other, and that money elevates their culture, yes. elevates their people. We have a very different view for whatever reason, right? And then going back to what I we said. I think our people want to, though. There's just not enough outlets and businesses and things Well, when we talk about outlets, what's not outlets? I mean, okay, we, we talk about everyday like gas stations and grocery stores and right. everything else, but we have clothing. We have... Um, Right, but how many sweatshirts do you need? Right. How many, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, these stores. What, and, else, what else do we have? Right, and exactly, that's why there needs to be there's more. Music, restaurants. There's we're music, the, we're right? There's a black-owned restaurant right now. Restaurants. Right. Restaurants. Yep. Exactly. There's a black-owned restaurant? Yes. Yep. Which I did it's not a taco know. taco place. Um, schools, Damn tacos. <laughs> we, have, we have charter schools. Right. Right. Um, our education institution. Um. I mean, obviously, we're still limited and we're still trying to do things, but I right. think there has to be an emphasis on trying to support each other and if we're ever going to get out of what right. we're in now. The message that, needs to right, it has, keep it being... It has to be an emphasis on it, which, told. again, I'm not sure that we're willing to do because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not privy to certain industries, right? Would, would there ever be a, a minority that owns something like Apple? Who knows? Could right? be. Will there ever be a, a, a minority who owns something like well, a Ford so, or a Mercedes Benz? No. No, but like, okay, so so those type of companies are publicly owned companies. Mm-hmm. So we all own those companies. I okay. own right. Apple. So you right? say, as in, who's going to so, start it? Right. So like okay. maybe maybe or or maybe like there's a minority at the helm of Apple, right? right? So like like whatever his name is, Tim Cook, is 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 a black guy now. Right, and then you're more likely to support it, um, but that's not a black-owned anything, I don't think. Right, uh, I just think that the the board of directors and and the CEO and everybody else are white. <laughs> right, right. So if it's a, a predominantly black management, maybe senior management, and then maybe you're more likely to support it. And right now, Apple's not like that. Google isn't like that, yeah. right? All those big, no. big Nike's probably not like that. I'm not sure, um, but those are all publicly owned companies. And bringing it back to Beyonce, <laughs> just oh real quick, that's why it's important to support Beyonce, to support Jason, to support Kanye. Like when they have Ivy Park, like Ivy Park is a whole company. And I mean, it's important to right. support. Uh, Jay, I, I, I when he wants way. to do title, <laughs> I, I, you know I what I mean? When he, he wants to do exactly, I'm on your way, like it's but I got important. Rid of title for Apple. 
it's in, mm. it's important to support these things because they're the ones that are in position to, to, to if it's gonna things. happen to do it. Mm-hmm. So whatever they do or whatever, you know, it's important to be like, yeah, we're behind you because yeah, she's under Adidas right now, but who knows? Like Ivy right. Park could become bigger than Adidas. Yeah, true indeed. I, I I am on that wave. I, I certainly Yeezy agree. is bigger than Adidas. Like just like I, just I now, you thought that. Yeezy was on its own. Yeezy is, Yeezy is look, I think I think the, the big thing here You're is wrong, if you step out of your house and you're gonna go to a restaurant, a bar. A gas station, a grocery store, you're more than likely going to end up at something that's not minority owned. Right. And so before you walk out the door, you need to do your homework and, and you need to know going. where to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and so maybe that's just a really good first step, right? right. In, you, we need to be informed. So. Yes. Here's, here's Where something. there are websites and things I think that there are websites. Give you but, but here's a crazy of black owned businesses in your neighborhood. Or if there's not a website, do. we need to start with Matter of fact, we'll didn't Jay have something like that too? I Jay feel who? like Jay Z. I feel like um, mm, I'm not sure. I read that he was starting an app with someone that would um, be dope. That listed all, to- listed black all black business owned businesses that, that you could visit for whatever need that you that for whatever need that you know whatever you wanted at one point in time my goal in life was to own something that i needed to survive right right so gas station grocery store clothing store uh whatever that i needed to survive every day i wanted to have that a business that's right. smart. Right. And obviously, I, I haven't done that yet. I still would like to. But I think the problem is we don't. I think to a certain degree, we have great ideas. We don't push it out and go out and do it. But I think we have great ideas. But I think there are some roadblocks or some people or people or. It's not going to be easy. Right. It's not going to be easy. <clears throat> there are certain people that control these things. Right, that they know the getting is good. So why would they let others in to get the getting? Right. right. They hand it off to their boy instead of giving it to someone else. So it's gonna be very hard, like you said, to you, to get in and do the things we wanna do. But that's why when we do make it, we pay it forward. Exactly. Exactly. Getting back to your point uh-huh. of the guy you used to work with. Yep. <laughs> yep. I I wanna see it all happen. You know, I, I, I supported Jay-Z. I'm, I'm a big supporter of Beyonce, although I think we all know how I feel about Beyonce. I don't know, but we won't. We won't talk about it because we will get It doesn't upset. sound like it's his favorite. <laughs> yeah. But I, I try my best to support, you know, our culture when I can. But we definitely need to do more within our culture, right? And we need to stop hating on each other. I think that's one thing, too. There's always some kind of hating involved. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And females being... No. No what? No. Females hate on each other. Well, no. Absolutely I not. I can't say right. that. Right, no. No. I cannot say that. I don't think so. I think... Uh, I think the world and people and men want to pit females against each other. But I think females have a, a great bond when they actually speak to each other and communicate and... Hmm. 
I'm just gonna put this out there. I work with two females, three actually. It's war. My boss is female. My <laughs> boss is a black female, but the my two colleagues are female, and it is caddy. It's war. It is. It so is. I don't know what he's every, talking about. Every stereotype ever. That's what it is. Listen, I want Nightmare. to believe. Nightmare. My sisters stick together. Shit. See, what, what world are you living in? I, I, I mean, I guess I guess we all, both genders hate on each other, but it seems like females' beefs or tips are always petty. It's like, she got my outfit on kind of petty. <laughs> like, guys' beefs are a little more, although petty, are a little more, like, deeper. Really? You know what I mean? Like, he stole my money. Like, girls, like, <laughs> stole my money. <laughs> oh, she thinks she cute. That kind of beef. Absolutely not. What? T, what world you live in? I don't know. I don't have no beef. <laughs> exactly. I don't have no beef. Exactly. I don't. You know why? Because I don't have that mentality. Like, you'll never find a, another female, or I would think, that has something um, bad to say about me or that I projected that towards them because I don't uh, live yes. like that. So I would hope. Yes, that's not your that, personality, but that yeah. doesn't mean that's not the. No, norm. right. But I, I try to spread that and try to. Just ask Vic. <laughs> They're so catty. <laughs> so catty. That's <laughs> terrible. But yeah, we're working on it. So even in our, even in our culture, though, there there are stereotypes, right? So so let's just go through some of the stereotypes. No. <laughs> and let's oh, this see is if they're be true. Fun. This is right. bad. No. Let's see if they're true. All Sometimes right, so. I think stereotypes exist for a reason, and other times I'm just like, what in the hell okay. is that? Yeah, so no. let's go through some of what I believe to be the more <laughs> obvious stereotypes. One, we all like chicken. Oh, we're talking black people? Culturally. <laughs> okay. But who don't Minorities? like chicken? We all like fried chicken. Who don't like fried chicken? <laughs> is that true or not? It's a fact. It's a fact. And I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, it's it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. But so do they. Right. God damn it. They, they love, love it. It's they love Chick-fil-A. It's Look at them. Uh, you ever see a Chick-fil-A line? Right. It's seasoned and it's good and they love it. Unseasoned. Nah. Have you ever been to a barbecue and seen somebody put a piece of meat on a grill and not season no. it? No. Right. I'm leaving. I've <laughs> seen it multiple times and I was highly upset. I don't, go highly to those, upset. I don't go to those kind of barbecues. See, I, support, I support black. <laughs> A piece of unseasoned meat is like the worst thing. That's yeah. like actually the last barbecue. That's intentional. You you throw the the Lowry's on yours. <laughs> the Lowry's. That's I remember all I that. Some Lowry's. So I, I assume that's that. a um stereotype for the other the, side. The, the oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the seasoning. Meat. That's it. Yeah, it's unseasoned. They they cook with butter, and that's it. <laughs> salt and pepper. Right? Not that. Not even salt and pepper. That's it's just that butter. Meat be in that pan with nothing on it. <laughs> Zip butter. That's, that's it. Butter. Okay, what's the next one we got? Uh, bad credit. Ooh. T, how, how is your credit? It's, it's getting better. <laughs> yeah. You are a stereotype. You are two alone. I'm black, dude. Two for two. I'm, I'm black, he's black, black, black. Love black. chicken and has bad black credit. Black. You I'm are the stereotype. Black. Black. It's bad. how's your credit? My credit's very good. My credit's actually excellent. Okay. In terms of the rate, in, or terms, in terms of, of you? my credit karma rating, okay, <laughs> yeah. right. very good. Yeah. So, so it's not necessarily a stereotype, all 
right? Always late and lazy. I'm not Vic, lazy. You were late today, T. You were too. I'm not lazy. <laughs> so, so, T, you are three for three. Actually, and I arrived at seven thirty. Yeah. On time. That's yet to be confirmed. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back yeah. to the tapes. I will say that when I'm late, it was intentional. Okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to come in yeah. the first place. Yeah. No. Not today. Not today. I actually came from Midtown today, all the way out here. So that's why I was late. I'm getting but, better. <laughs> yeah. Here's another one that all minorities have rhythm and can dance. Huh. That's a stereotype. I know. I, that's I that's a stereotype for sure. Yes. So, for sure. So, T, is that your stereotype? I mean, I can. You <laughs> can or cannot? I can. Yeah. But. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Like, I probably can't, but it's all relative. <laughs> Compared to, like, a white person, I got moves. Okay. <laughs> right. right? okay. Compared to the two people at this table, probably not. <laughs> okay. Right? What's your go-to? Your song comes on, what's your go-to? Oh, man. I, I can move the shoulders really well, <laughs> right? So That's I, all I you probably, need. I, I probably, the shoulders? I probably work the shoulders a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But, but you're Puerto Rican. And I could dance a little. I could dance a little bachata too, but that's only like two or three steps, right? It's not. That's nothing to like brag about. Yeah. Next stereotype: sex or endowment. That's a lie. I'm out on that question. I don't know. That that one's not for me. Would you care to elaborate? It's a lie. Lie. She did, that's, that's, that's an example of minorities supporting each other, <laughs> lying their asses off right, for each other. I'm going to tell the truth. There's a lie. I'm going to go with that as true. It's <laughs> a lie. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yes, sir. Ep- episode one, zero, zero, one. It's been fun. T, how you feeling? Um, it was a lot easier than what I thought. Oh. <laughs> I was a little nervous. This may or may not ever come out. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> but at least we have fun. Vic? Um, just happy to be here. <laughs> just happy to be here. That's it. Want to get fun. That's it. Hoping my voice sounds equally as Which sexy as AJ's. We'll I, I, think we, I think we can actually change your voice to like a squeaky, I like need, teenage girl voice. I need a little more bass if you could help me out there. Yeah, talk like that. You'll be fine. So, no, nah, this is good. I love this. It's been fun. Yeah. You know, so maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? T. Maybe. Lock it down at times. <laughs> lock it down. We'll, we'll see what the people think. Okay. We'll lock it down. But I have fun. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Life. You're welcome. Life. Lotion is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs>